Living Success Christian Centre presents another faith-building message from Pastor Joe Armstrong. Well, bless the Lord. Thank you for your company today. I do appreciate you joining with me as we look into God's Word. Uh, please, I invite you in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. And uh, as you turn over to Philippians 2, I'll just pause for a moment and pray for us and pray for the study. Father God, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy and patience. And Lord, as we look to your word today, Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us and guiding us, Lord, into the revelatory knowledge, Lord, into the truth of that which we need to understand at the moment. And Lord, I just thank you for the great outcomes that will be birthed in our hearts and minds today. And we ask it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to start a, a new study, uh, probably go on for a couple of weeks anyway, and I've entitled it, Be Very Careful. Doesn't that sound ominous? Well, it actually is good news, so yeah, just work with me here. But I do encourage you to listen carefully and to pay attention to that which the Spirit of God is bringing before us. One of the things that I've seen, and I find it very disturbing, uh, certainly over the last 10 years, I've seen a lot of situations where Christianity seems to be uh, worked and operated. Now remember, the Bible tells us that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, yes? So one of the things that I've seen that does bother me, and the only way I can sort of explain it is to say Christianity on our own terms. It's Christianity on our own terms. It's plum picking aspects of the scriptures that we like and completely ignoring other ones that we either don't like or uh, confront our lifestyle or viewpoint or our opinions Oh, you see what I'm saying here? And I'm very concerned that there are aspects and there are individuals within the body of Christ that are a little bit Christianity on their own terms positioned. And that concerns me. But by the same token, too, this study is also very valuable and useful for those of us that wish to hone and to sharpen our spiritual ears and eyes. So please don't just switch off and you think, no, 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 I'm doing my best to, you know, learn God's word. That's great, you know, and that's a wonderful thing. And I encourage you to continue to do that. But remember also, we need to continually be fit. You know, fellowship, inspiration, and training. Now, Philippians chapter 2 and the Amplified, verse 12, reads this way. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. That is a very, very powerful verse, isn't it? Reverence, awe, trembling, 
This is very, very serious words here. Fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Now, Psalm 111 and in verse 10, we're reminded by the psalmist that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So the reverential fear, the reverential respect for the Lord is the foundational component of the uh, learning path we have into greater understanding, greater knowledge, and ultimately greater wisdom, which is the principal thing, yes, of spiritual things, of scriptural things. So it's very important that we have a permanent consciousness of respect to God at all times. It's very serious verse this here. Uh, Paul is saying in, uh, you know, you will show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. You work out, you cultivate, you carry out to the goal and you fully complete. You fully complete this. And if the apostle Paul is imploring us and, and you know, virtually begging us to fully complete this, it can be instructional. It could be a command, you know, an outright instruction. But he introduces this as, therefore, my dear ones. So this is also a loving, a loving instruction. This is something that he really desperately wants these people to get. He wants them to understand this. He wants this information to go from just a bit of head knowledge down into a heart knowledge and a heart understanding that actually changes their lifestyle. Because later on down here, he says, you complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, a tenderness of conscience. With a tender conscience, then we're going to be well away from a seared conscience. And that's a terribly, terribly difficult thing to come back from, is a seared conscience. Now, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. So this that Paul is discussing here is something that's going to create a lifestyle change or a lifestyle continuation if the person's already arrived there, but a lifestyle that's going to be watchful against temptation that is going to place this individual in a position where they will timidly shrink away from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Wow, that's a very serious thing here. So now self-distrust. Remember Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. We're talking about trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So we have more trust in the Lord than we place in our own selves. So if we're going to have a greater trust component in God, well, how do we do that? Well, we have to know what God says about that topic. Because if then uh, that knowledge and understanding and the revelation about that topic can become our own, then our circumstances ultimately will line up and, you know, in submission to that word from God.
Yes, because thy word, O Lord, is settled forever in heaven. It is the eternal aspect of the, of the scriptures that we need to actually understand here. This eternal dimension. And as we do that, we'll create a lifestyle that moves us as individuals away from anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. And we become this, this individual that's living a lifestyle that God highly approves of. Now, isn't that good? Now, Paul's saying here, with serious caution, with serious caution, work out, complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution. Wow. So we need to be very careful. And that's why I've called this study be very careful with serious caution. Many years ago, I was involved in uh, working with an earth-moving company, and we were building a, a road under some very high-voltage power lines, and we were doing some work there, and there was a very high level of caution, yeah, because we did not want this electricity to jump across, to arc across to any of our machines. And, you know, every day the owner and I, we used to thank God for the safety of our men and machines, and it was so very important. So with when the Apostle Paul talking about biblical matters when he says with serious caution would then we'd better be very very careful paul is warning us about this we need to be extra careful so now let me share something with you just on that uh, note on that thought from ecclesiastes and and it's quite a remarkable scripture actually it's it's one that i've come to really love and uh, the spirit of god has shown me some quite remarkable things about this now it's come from the lord because i'm not that smart so it's gonna gotta come from god okay now with serious caution in mind ecclesiastes chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 keep your foot give your mind to what you are doing uh, the expanded version in the parentheses there in the Amplified Bible. Keep your foot, give your mind to what you are doing. When you go as Jacob to sacred Bethel, when you go to the house of God, for to draw near to hear and obey. I'll read that part again. For to draw near to hear and obey is better than to give the sacrifice of fools, carelessly, irreverently, too ignorant to know that, that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth. Let not your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Isn't that a very serious verse? A couple of verses there in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Now, let's just look at that for a moment. Keep your foot when you go to the house of God. For to hear, to draw near, to hear and obey is better than to give the sacrifice of fools. Okay, an attitude and an approach to draw near, to hear and obey. So we're talking now about an attitude and an approach of serious caution. I believe it creates an environment for the following. When you go to the house of God to draw near, to hear and obey. Attendance is critical for listening. Listening is critical 
for obedience. Obedience is critical for direction. Direction is critical for deliverance. Deliverance is critical for progress. Progress is critical for productivity. Productivity is critical for peace. Peace is critical for relationship. Relationship is critical for trust. Now, trust is critical for intimacy. Intimacy is critical for entrusting. Entrusting for God to entrust you with something. Entrusting is critical for empowering and anointing to flow. So if you're going to have the flow of empowering or empowerment from heaven, if you're going to have a flow of anointing, in your life, an anointing that breaks the yoke, an anointing that sets people free, yes? An anointing that creates the difference, an anointing from heaven, then I believe this is a particularly good path for you to consider and to spend some time perhaps trying to understand. So when we draw near to hear and obey, if we're going to draw near to hear and obey, bear in mind that Paul also said with serious caution, yeah? And Solomon is saying, when you go to the house of God, you be very, very careful the way you behave and the attitude that you go with. Yeah. So attendance is critical for listening. I'll just go through this list again because I believe God gave this to me. I think this is a wonderful progression all the way through to being empowered by the Lord and anointed for specific tasks of deliverance. Attendance is critical for listening. Listening is critical for obedience. Obedience is critical for direction. Direction is critical for deliverance. Deliverance is critical for progress. Progress is critical for productivity. Productivity is critical for peace. Peace is critical for relationship. Relationship is critical for trust. Trust is critical for intimacy. Intimacy is critical for entrusting. And entrusting, as I said, entrusting is critical for empowerment and the flow of anointing from heaven to yourself and through you to other people. And when you lay hands on the sick, they do recover. And remember, the anointing was that strong in Peter that the mere passing of his shadow was enough. Yeah, But where does it start? (laughs) Well, it comes to us from an understanding and an attitude and an approach of serious caution regarding spiritual things as we draw near to hear and obey. Now, you can draw near to hear and obey in your secret place. Yes, you might sit on your balcony every morning at 4 a.m. with a cup of coffee and watch the sun come up with the Lord, yes, and just sit and pray and read your Bible for two hours or something. So wherever your secret place is, you know, this isn't just confined to church. This is confined to your lifestyle, and this is delivered through your lifestyle. This is delivered through your routines. This is delivered through your habits, how you habitually manage your heart and mind and life and time. Very, very serious things here. That's why I said, based on that which Paul told us about with serious caution. That's why I said I'm calling this study. Be very careful. Be very careful 
when it comes to how you consider spiritual things. Yeah, very important. Now, let me just turn over the page here in my notes. Now, when Paul also says, I'll just turn back to Philippians chapter 2. And Paul, let's just look at the other words that Paul spoke and that which are listed here in the Amplified Bible. Now, in verse 12, he says, With serious caution, tenderness of conscience. Tenderness of conscience. You look that up, please, in Acts 24 and verse 16 because we're nearly out of time. Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. If we're going to have a tenderness of conscience, eliminate offense towards God and man. Don't offend God or man. Watchfulness against temptation. So let's look at the words. You're going to fully complete. You're going to work out, carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation. In James chapter 1, verses 12 through to 15, I'll just read that to you very quickly. Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lusts and passions. Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully matured, brings forth death. Do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Very interesting, isn't it? Watchfulness against temptation. And what I suggest to you as I'm doing here, with each one of these key points that Paul raises, I suggest that you search for supporting evidence about that topic to give you extra information about that particular topic. Okay? Same as we, we that which we did in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 5 with serious caution. Now, watchfulness against temptation. So we look at the verses in James about temptation. Now, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Timidly shrinking from. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in verse 22, abstained from evil. Shrink from it and keep aloof from it in whatever form or whatever kind it may be. No more Christianity on our own terms. If the scriptures say don't do it, don't go there, then don't do it and don't go there. It's really very simple, friends, isn't it? And Paul is saying you've got to be very, very careful when it comes to these things. Yeah, cannot play around with sin because it will. <laughs> I heard one man say, You want to play around with sin, it'll raise up and bite your head off. <laughs> okay, well, that's a fairly graphic way of putting it, but you know, he made the point. Okay, timidly shrinking from, timidly shrinking from. And as I said, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22, you abstain from evil, shrink away from it, and keep aloof from it. 
in whatever form or whatever kind it may be. That's not a suggestion, that's an instruction. Now, Paul also says here, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Discredit the name of Christ. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and in verse 19, there's a powerful verse here. He says, but the firm foundation of God stands and the, the firm foundation laid by God stands in the Amplified, stands sure and unshaken, bearing this seal, this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. Give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. So there is obviously a outright command to eradicate unholy living. No more Christianity on my own terms. Friends, we're out of time for today. Please do join with me next week and we'll look into some more of this wonderful study. No more Christianity on our own terms because this is how lives, families, communities and nations are turned around by the power of God. God bless. Make sure you go to church this week and do something kind. Do something generous for someone else. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you, Pastor Joe. We trust this message has been a blessing to you. Please visit us at www.livingsuccess.org to view our resources and downloads. That's www.livingsuccess.org. Living Success Christian Centre presents another faith-building message from Pastor Joe Armstrong. Well, bless the Lord. Thank you for your company today. Please turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to continue on with that study uh, that I started last week, and I pray it was a blessing to you. The study I've called Be Very Careful. Be very careful. And when I see a warning from the Apostle Paul, as we see here in Philippians 2 verse 12, I look at that and I think, wow, hang on a minute. That's a very serious warning from a man that God uh, gave roughly two thirds of the New Testament to this man by revelation. Whoa. And, and when Paul says, with serious caution, then we need to be very careful indeed about how we handle and deal with the information. And keeping it all in its context here, how we handle and deal with this information that Paul is discussing and giving us. So Philippians chapter 2 verse 12, let's start there. Therefore, my dear ones... As you have always obeyed my suggestion, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent, work out and cultivate, carry out to the goal. Carry out to the goal. This has got to become a goal for our life and fully complete. And it's a goal that we need to fully complete as well. Carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, watchfulness against temptation. This is a big list here. <laughs> wow. 
reverence and awe, trembling, self-distrust, serious caution, being very careful, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation. We did some of those last week. Timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God. We covered that last week as well. And discredit the name of Christ. Verse 13, not in your own strength, for it is God who all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So all of this up here, you know, working out our own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, being very, very careful here, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking away from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, not in our own strength. Oh, praise God. How else am I going to do this? Man, oh man, if I had to do that in my own strength, how am I going to do that? Yeah? Did you ever think that thought as well? <laughs> Isn't it good that verse 13 says, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire, both to will and to work. So, wow, I want to do this and I actually can do this. So both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Isn't that a wonderful verse? Praise God. Gives us this big list of things to do and then says, and not only that, I'll help you do it. In fact, I'll do it for you. Just You just participate. You just be 100% compliant to the leading that I give you, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You be 100% compliant when it comes to the learning of the word, the washing of the water of the word, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, concept upon concept as you feel upon the scriptures, meditating therein day and night and observing to do all that is written therein. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success as God instructed Joshua. Yeah. But now we see with Christ in us, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire. So not only is he going to help you with it, but he's going to help you with the mind games and defeat the mind games and all of the drama that goes with the mind games and to offset and to help counteract the effects of the sin environment and the grime of this world that we that we just live in, that we're subject to. You know, the stuff that is on the billboards as you drive along, doing your job, driving to work in the morning, you know, that sort of thing. All of the grime of life and the grime of this world as we deal with people. My daughter is a receptionist in a particularly... Uh, a very good company, but it's a very volatile industry. And the vast majority of people that arrive at her counter 
for her to greet with a big cheery smile and a friendly face and a warm heart. <laughs> now all they want to do is abuse her <laughs> because that's the, she's the first she's the first person that they encounter, and she gets about a hundred grumpies a day and comes home sometimes just completely exhausted. Yeah, customer service. Wow. So God at work, not in our own strength, but God at work in us to offset and to help counteract the effects of that sin environment and the grime of this world. And how do we do that? How do we keep this verse alive with constant time in his presence, with time in his word, time with the Holy Spirit, special time in your secret place, wherever that may be. It might be sitting outside under your apple tree, you know, with a with a glass of water or something in the afternoons, whatever your secret place is, okay? To keep this verse alive and flowing and functioning in your heart and mind will require quality time in his presence. Now, verse 14, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Okay, now that's very interesting. And let's look at the flow of that from verse 13 and also the flow of that uh, from verse 12. Because verse 12 says, remember to carry out, cultivate, complete, carry out the goal, fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution. That's why I said previously, I've called this study be very careful. Just be very, very careful as to how we approach spiritual things. No more Christianity on our own terms. Please, this is very important. And for the Apostle Paul to say, with serious caution, we need to pay attention to those three very, very big words. It's a warning. It's an admission. It's an encouragement. It's a loving gesture from Paul because he writes to my dear ones. Yeah, Paul, please be very, very careful. Yeah, I know parents say that to their children when they go, you know, go down the beach or something. Hey, guys, be very careful, won't you? Yeah, swim between the flags, all of that sort of thing. If you're a parent, you know what I'm saying, okay? But Paul here is saying, my dear ones, okay? The church at Philippi, very, very dear to him. They supported him in his ministry travels and his missionary journeys. They supported him through many of those things, were partners to his ministry. These people were very, very dear to him. And he's saying to them, guys, please be very careful about this. Now, verse 14 and the flow of that into verse 13, if we've got a lifestyle of timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discrediting the name of Christ, but not in our own strength, because it's God in us if we're conscious of all of that. And he is creating in us the will and the desire to live this way and do this way and think this way, behave this way, speak this way, conduct ourselves this way, and is then giving us the strength and 
the ability to actually do that, then by the time we get down to verse 14, we're doing all things without grumbling and fault finding. Why? Because we have an attitude of gratitude. We're actually thankful that God is giving us an opportunity to participate in other people's lives. We're conscious of the fact that we're being given an opportunity to participate in the things of the kingdom yeah and if you're involved in the ministry side of things it's i heard one man say it's you know it's like a restaurant you know there's beautiful tables out there and and you know expensive silverware and the knives and the forks and the crystal glasses and there's this beautiful atmosphere the music playing the waitresses and the waiters they're all dressed impeccably they're bringing out the meals just absolutely just perfectly everything is just so wonderful in this glorious restaurant you go out to the kitchen Oh, man, it's a circus. People shouting, you know, yelling this and cooking that and frying this. And man, it's all go. It's just happening. Completely different from the way it is in the restaurant. Now, if God gives you access to the kitchen, if he takes you beyond just seeing what's going on in the restaurant and being a recipient or a partaker of that which is delivered up in the restaurant and he allows you to move behind the scenes into the kitchen you'll see all sorts of things be subject to all kinds of or be exposed to all kinds of information much could be very very personal about individuals lives and then if you get access to the kitchen then God expects you to behave accordingly. And when the chef barks an instruction, don't get all offended and go home, all right? You don't do that. You don't walk out on your shift. So it's a very, I thought that was a very strong illustration. And uh, it's something that we, if we think about that, when we get the opportunity to become more involved, then we're going to have to be able to act upon verse 14. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting amongst yourselves. Children need to be taught this at a very, very early age. Why should I have to do that? It's not my job. Well, the fact that it needs doing and you're here, that's simply enough. <laughs> And all the parents are going, yeah, Joe, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so verse 14, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Why? Verse 15, that you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God, without blemish, faultless, unrebukable in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in a dark world. Paul is saying, you be very, very careful. Understand that you're going to have to have some lifestyle changes. You're going to have to move away rapidly from any sin stuff that you're involved with. Now, some of that may include changes of friends and all sorts of things. Well, you're going to have to get God's wisdom and understanding as you do that. And it's very important that you read the scriptures, the New Testament. Read what Jesus said 
forget about friends and companions. Read Proverbs. Get some wisdom before you just change people in your life. It's very important. Now also, as we move through with reverence and awe and trembling, serious caution, understanding that we have an attitude of gratitude, understanding that we approach spiritual things, as Solomon said, as you draw near to the house of God to hear and obey. Be very, very careful how you do it. And certainly it's a very good idea if you keep your mouth closed in verse 2 of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. I know that's my rendition. It's a little loose, but Solomon said, don't be rash with your mouth. Just don't go there. Don't do it. So it was a very stern warning from Solomon as well. And then Paul says here, be very, very careful with serious caution. How many varies is that? Yeah, serious caution. Is that more than just very, very careful? Perhaps it is, yeah? Maybe we need to meditate that and see where very, very careful is in certain areas of our own life, okay? There are people that think they can just, you know, live with their boyfriend or girlfriend or something, you know? All this sort of stuff. There are people that think they can habitually arrive late to work. No, that's theft from your employer, yeah? The scriptures are very, very clear when it comes to how we are to live life. People think it's okay just to lie. It's only just a little white lie. No, it's not, and it might send you to hell, okay? Be very, very careful, as Paul's saying here. So in verse 14, do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Was this my job? I don't know if I was even called here. Oh, please. Just have a permanent attitude of gratitude. Be permanently conscious of your own salvation. And as we're permanently conscious of our own salvation, then it's very, very easy to just get in and help. Just to get involved and just get in and help. Don't be grumbling. Don't be fault-finding. Don't be complaining. Just get in and help, okay? Now, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Just get in and help. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Yeah, it's great. I work with a couple of guys and they're just fantastic to work with because they'll always find a way. Somehow they just work it out and they'll come up with some kind of a solution. And it is just such a relief to work with people with that mindset. We just come up with a solution. Somehow we work it out. Okay, now verse 15, that you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God, without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation. Remember I said before about the grime of life, how difficult it sometimes can be. Just the sin environment. You know, we go to work, we're at the shopping center, whatever. It's just the grime of life. And some days it can be very tiring. So understand, verse 15, that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We're not a friend of its methods. We're not a friend of its systems. Okay, because if you are, that will make you an enemy of God. Now let's look at that in James chapter 4. And in verse 4, you are like unfaithful wives having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. 
Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of God. I mean, that's serious. That's an incredibly serious verse. And remember, Paul said, be very, very careful with serious caution. Okay. Do you not know James chapter four, verse four, the Amplified Bible? Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of God. Wow. You can probably hear me turning back my pages to Philippians chapter 2, going back to there now. We're nearly out of time for today, but I just want to share one more thing with you. All right. If we take our stand as a friend of the world, that creates for us a position of being opposed to God as an enemy of God. That's what James chapter 4 tells us. Now, Reading verse 15, you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless. Well, you'll achieve that with not in your own strength, but God at work in you, giving you the will and the work to do his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. You'll show yourself blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse among whom you are seen as a bright light, stars or beacons shining out clearly in a dark world. So what does that mean? You've gone beyond Christianity on your own terms. You're now on the same page that God's on. Yes, we're all working together. We are co-laborers together with him. It's his will at work and his strength at work in us, his righteousness that we're made righteous by through Christ, all at work in us. And as we renew our mind to the behavior and the lifestyle changes that Paul is saying that we need to approach with serious caution. We be very, very careful about this. As we do all of that, we create a situation where you become a bright light, a shining star or beacon shining out clearly in a dark world. And I tell you what, if that's the case, then God is really on your side. You see, in verse 16, holding out to it and offering to all men the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may have something of which exultantly to in, to rejoice in glory in that I did not run my race in vain or spend my labor to no purpose. And Paul is saying here, if you live like this, you will attract people into the kingdom of God. And when you stand before the Christ himself, you will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I see in that. So that Paul is saying that you don't run your race in vain, that you don't spend your labor to no purpose. You stay conscious of the need to minister life. Having a word in season, you have the word of life and you have that word in season for a dark world. All right. Now, if you walk through the 
the little tiny bits of information I've given you there in the last couple of programs this week and last week about Christianity on our own terms, how we drive that out, how we approach our life with serious caution, being very, very careful of spiritual things, then I think that you've come a long, long way towards defeating any growth of Christianity on your own terms. Nothing to worry about, nothing to fear, and you're obeying that which the Apostle Paul instructed you to do, which was to approach all of this with serious caution, being very conscious of the gravity of spiritual matters. Isn't this a great study? Isn't it an encouraging study that God is at work in us? This is not done in our own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire. The power and the desire. You win. Yeah, you win. God bless, friends. Thank you for your company today. I do encourage you to join with me next week on this station and we'll have something else exciting from the Holy Spirit. Make sure you go to church today. It's very important. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you, Pastor Joe. We trust this message has been a blessing to you. Please visit us at www.livingsuccess.org to view our resources and downloads. That's www.livingsuccess.org. 